Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Music of Life Church podcast. We are going to discuss the witnessing episode. If you haven't heard it, please give it a listen. We're going to break it down so that you can help people who've been hurt by this topic. I'm Pastor Jonathan. Hiya, hiya. And I'm here with Pastor Joel. Hey, Pastor Joel. Hey, what's up? Hey, what'd you think about that episode? Oh, I loved it. Um, Snappy, snappy, snappy. That was so good. And... Pastor Tater blew my mind again. And Isn't he he the actually, be- he's the best, man. So good. And he actually, um, he stated something that I kind of wanted to hash out here a little bit. He, he oh, basically made the point of this, these, these traditional methods of witnessing that the church adheres to and teaches are causing more damage than good, hurting more people than they're helping. He made that point and I actually was something I wanted to unpack, but again, he beat us to it. He's he is amazing, which is great. So we can talk about it here a little bit in this podcast because I have experience with this in the church. Uh, a big church I used to go to was confronted on this method of witnessing. And when asked if this is the right way to witness, even if, if you witness to a hundred people and 99 of them get hurt, but one of them is saved in my mind, I think I should change the way I witness. Yeah. But I actually have experience of a pastor of a big church in the area who actually used that same statistic to rationalize why it was an okay method of witnessing Wow. because one person got saved. So there's this massive rationalization happening because one of the things we talked about is the uniqueness of the person hearing and the uniqueness of the person sharing are not being accounted for with the Romans road and with the you're a sinner road methods, which means maybe one out of a hundred people, it would reach their uniqueness, right? Yeah. Or if they're in the right. Yeah. I mean, most people, we, we know that they're in the, most people are walking around in that animal thought process, kind of that zombie state. Yeah. So maybe someone's conscious and hmm. Maybe. And that's why maybe it works one out of a hundred times. Yeah. Great. Great point. It's like, this is one met, you know, and we're not saying this is one method of witnessing. It is. Romans road is one method of witnessing. But the your, strict perspective your... <laughs> is saying is saying that that's the only way. Yeah, and it has to be done this way, right? So, I was saddened by this thought of, well, if one person gets saved, then it's worth the ninety nine people who got hurt because of it. Uh-huh. So, Pastor Tater brings that to light, and I think he proved where his thought process is and where his heart is by taking that essentially that same statistic and feeling bad and feeling convicted over it because he recognized the people he had hurt. And he also brought it forward more, recognizing that even that one person that you successfully led to Christ is that method of witnessing actually helping them live their lives with God long-term? Or is it just pray the prayer and that's it 
Right. One of the things that I was realizing as you were going through the Romans road was, you know, I have some compassion for those people that think that the Romans road is the answer because it is a story. They're trying to do, they're trying to help. Like, I think they have great intentions. They're trying yeah. to help people insert themselves into the story. Like here's yeah. the care, here's the character. Here's Jesus. Here's God. Here's you, you know, or here's all these people. And the conflict is, is that you've sinned. Yep. And there's no, there's no way that you can uh, do something to attain your salvation. You've disqualified yourself from eternity with God. So the resolution to the conflict is Christ. Right. And they've broken it down so that it is, you know, the story format, characters, conflict, resolution. Yep. It is that one, one, two. It is. Format. However, it's conscious. Yeah, it is. And it doesn't require anything of me to be oh, humble. Yeah. Or be wrong. If I quote the Romans road to you, I don't necessarily have to be honest about where I was wrong or where I was a sinner. That's good. Yeah, that's a but great point. But it's, it, it, I get it. I get how they're misapplying the fact that you should be telling your own story about how you were wrong. Like what Paul does, what Paul did with Agrippa, right? With King Agrippa. Yeah. Paul is... Oh, going, this vulnerable. is what, yeah, I was the chief of sinners. You know, I am, I'm killing Christians. I'm killing these very people that right. I belong to. So, so the Romans road or the, you're a sinner road are fine. If they're used to instruct the person witnessing on how to tell their own story. How's there you that? go. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. So put the Romans yourself. Road versus, yeah. What, right. Use these verses to facilitate the spirit of my one, one, two. I ought to be sharing with them how I'm a sinner, that I was worthy of death. So there you go. Yeah. That I called on the Lord, that he saved me. Oh man, I love what you did there. That's so cool. Well, yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah. Well, we so, work well together. How's yeah, that? Dude, yeah, dude. I mean, yeah. So there's no, there's no. Romans 3.10, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. That includes me. Let me tell you how. Yeah. Oh, man. If for that's all how have, people are using all, it. For all have sinned and, and come short of the glory of God, here's how I did it. Yeah. Right? For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is the eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The wages of sin is death feeling and experiencing that death and the unrighteousness that I lived. But yeah. the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. So um so I I received that gift. Right. What did that what did the receiving of this gift in my life look like? Can right. I explain that? Or when whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. What did it look like for me to call upon the name of the Lord? Yeah. And now here's my life. Uh-huh. So, so it's go. great. So, and, and notice not, 
so the, the Romans road can be great to help me share my story with somebody who needs to hear it. Cause they're like, they, you want the impact points. Yeah. Sinner. God gave a gift that yep. I could not obtain my, you know, that, that I just needed to receive. Yep. And then I received it. And this is what my life looks like. And notice what, once I have that structured out and so the Romans, just like God's word, it's instructing us in righteousness. I ought to be taking it and applying it to my life so that I can be a, a more effective witness, which means I love what you just did where you stated the verse and then you shared your answer. That's one way you could witness. The thing is you get good enough at it and confident enough, enough at it, at your, your own story. There's ways and people you'll be able to share that with where you won't even have to say the Romans verses you know, a more conversational way. Cause what if you're meeting with somebody who is, you know, is just, if you quote the Bible at them, they're just going to not listen. Can I tell yeah. that same story without quoting scripture at them? Perfect. What would God want? The spirit of these verses, the doctrine of these verses. I Absolutely. can share that in a story that's going to reach people in a completely different and more effective way than if I'm just quoting verses at them. Trying to get, because really, I, and you're right, I, I think most people have good intentions with this. Trying to get people saved. Most trying important to, thing, right? Trying to do part of the Great Commission, right? Man. But, and it is this human thought process thing. It's A to B. It's one step. It's what's the loophole here? What's the shortcut I can take? Yes. Instead of me sharing about how God impacted my life and then hoping in faith that it'll impact you and that maybe you'll ask me questions if i just tell you what you need to do then boom it'll either work or it won't right but it's like eh, that denies uniqueness exactly the way people like to be reached and there's not many people walking around with the thought process that could handle that exactly and you know opening up the word i there I can see that there being some cases where um, someone goes, show me, can you show me? Yeah. Because I want to, because I want to, I want to go back and look at them myself. Right. I want to look up these verses myself. And again, where it's like our listeners, the people who are listening to, to the music of life church podcast, it's like, we want you to be able to do both. Yeah. We want you to be able to do all of it. Yeah. You know, can you open up your Bible and show what you believe with the word of God? Yeah, can yeah. you do it without opening up the word of God? Like we want people to do both. A part of the Music of Life Church podcast is we want these listeners to be able to hold both perspectives, the strict and the loose perspective to basically be able to communicate to both of these side, you know, both of these type of people and meet them or find common ground with these people to help bring everyone towards the ultimate answer. Right. And and ultimately you know, when we when we have the ability to do that as leaders what we're essentially doing is we're giving the people we're ministering to the ability to make an educated decision on their own. 
mm-hmm. where these questions they have about salvation and what this means is answered. So I we have a really great story of this. Um, there was a gentleman who was part of Music Life Church years ago who was being mentored by our um, founding senior pastor. They had been meeting for about a year. This was a, a young man who had church experience and church damage and was very skeptical of God and of the Bible and, and of what it meant, but was being loved really well by the pastor who was meeting with them a couple times a week. And as they continued to meet, this pastor kept ministering to this, this young man and, and uh, loving on him. And eventually he got to the point where he was ready for salvation. And I remember I, I happened to be the, the senior pastor at the time. And, and uh, he walked up to me after one of our church services and he said, pastor Joel, I want to, I'm ready. I want to be saved. And my question to him, this was one of those moments where it's like, Oh, God was flowing through me because Mm. I didn't have this rehearsed. And if I would have told you before this moment, what would you do if somebody walked up and said, help me get saved? I'd probably start praying and say repeat after me let's go yep but i took this i took a pause and i felt like god said to me to ask him a question and i said what does salvation mean to you ah and this guy explained it proved that the meetings he had with this pastor were effective Mm. because he he essentially explained in his own words it means that i'm submitting my will to god that I'm done living the life I was living before and I'm going to do what he tells me to do, that I'm going to take direction from him, you know, and that he's my Lord and that, you know, I know Jesus died for my sins and that he's going to forgive me and, and that I was wrong the way I was living my life. And, and I want to be righteous by taking direction from him and growing in grace and faith. That's not a quote, but that's essentially the spirit of what he shared. And I said to him, I'm like, buddy, you just say all those words you just said to me, to Jesus. And that starts this journey. Yeah. So what I did is the, this question, God prompted me to ask him instead of me telling him what he should do. And then never really being sure if the guy knew what any of the things I said meant, that's another danger of just quoting these Romans road verses. Mm-hmm. I know what they mean mm-hmm. just because I do doesn't mean you do. And if Mm -hmm. you pray a prayer because of words I said, I don't know what you meant by those words. Or because I asked this gentleman, what do you mean by salvation? I was able to hear him express it, what he meant by it. And then I was able to say, you got it, man. Just say those words and express your will to God in that same fashion you just did to me. And you clearly understand what this is really about. And it actually helped it completely transformed the way I felt like God was, was teaching me and how to lead people to Christ. Mm. It's more important to help the person I'm leading to Christ understand what salvation means than it is for me to be able to say the things I want to say. And this guy proved that according to who he is and his uniqueness, he understood what this meant, which again, I got to sleep well at night too, knowing what sleep well meaning i didn't have to think about i wasn't worried i wasn't you know looping in my thought process about does he even know what this means like no man i was settled 
this guy got it. And what was cool is he's, and it happened to be on a Sunday, we were doing our annual baptism and he got baptized the same day. So sweet, spectacular, man. That's so cool. That's the power of witnessing the right way of, of helping people understand what we're witnessing. You know, my story or your story of salvation paired with the correct doctrine of salvation. That's what it leads to is a person understanding what salvation means and how to receive that gift that God has given us for themselves. Right. Because just as settled as I was about it, so was this guy. He was confident in what he believed and what he needed to do in order to be saved. Yeah. And that's really I, what it's about, right? Absolutely. And it gives it gives him the ability now to as he go, as he goes forward and lives his life to continue to do those things because right. he explained to you what salvation meant. Yep. Now it's continued to do those things. You're going to find more things, more of your will to give over to God. Absolutely. So that's awesome. Way to go, man. Wow. Cool. So um, can you give us kind of an overview of the strict uh, limitation side and then the loose freedom side, PJ? Yeah. So the, the conjunctive, right? That's what we call yeah. We We do strict or limitation. And we do loose or freedom. That's, you know, the, what we're doing is really looking at either side of the conjunctive. Um, the strict side or limitation side of witnessing is these rigid step-by-step, regardless of who you're witnessing to or who is witnessing, follow these steps. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not the spirit of the law. It's the letter of the law. Mm. Right? There's this debate. Do you adhere to the letter of the law or the spirit of the law? Meaning this. Um, speed limit. 55 miles per hour. Letter of the law, people would say, if you go over 56 miles per hour, you deserve, or 55, if you drive one mile over, you deserve to lose three points off your license and get a fine. Okay. Spirit of the law, people would be like, the one mile per traffic. hour, <laughs> one mile per hour over is like the spirit of the law is, is saying it's trying to help us stay safe while we drive. Okay. If that means I'm one mile over. Yeah. If I'm going with the flow of traffic, it might actually be better for me to go one mile per hour over the speed limit. Right. Okay. The limitation side of the conjunctive is letter of the law people. That's Ooh, I like this. This is this is what you do. It's about what the law says. If you don't do the law, you broke the law and you're in trouble. To the to the letter. I got it. Right. To the letter. Yes. So and it, it so and it doesn't account for the how and why. It's just the what, right? That's right. Which is what the limitation side is. It's all these list of what's. That's right. So the letter of the law would be Romans wrote or the or the sinner questions. Which, and you do that every time. What we were talking about earlier in this episode is really how the Romans road can be used. If it's seen from the spirit of the law perspective, it can be used as a way to help me learn how to tell my story. The loose side or the freedom side of this whole thing, when I'm all the way over on that side is I don't share my testimony. It's witnessing is done by how i live my life i don't testify about how i've lived my life and what we've learned in this podcast 
is that the bit we're missing two thirds of the story when we use when when we are on the the looser freedom side, because the majority of the people that I'm witnessing to that I'm saying my life is a witness weren't there to see me before I lived for Christ. Right. And they weren't there to see me become saved, which is maybe the point, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to answer for those things. Absolutely. I yeah. don't want to, I don't want to have to either two things. I mean, big picture is I don't want to be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want a wrong belief to be exposed is, is one side, or right. I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to have to say I was wrong in the past. Right. So I don't want, I don't want my wrongs exposed. Especially if those really wrongs, deceptive. Yeah. Cause especially if those wrongs may mean I'm wrong about whether or not I'm actually saved. Ugh. That's a big, deep area for me to be wrong in that deeply held sure belief. Sure so that would be the, the overview of the limitation and the freedom side. Yeah. That's, that's, that's really great. Um, and I love, I, I love how we're talking about, like, we, we need to be open. We need to be ready. I mean, the scripture talks about being ready to have an answer yes. for the hope that is in you. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. So you, 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 we need to be ready to talk about these yes. things, talk an about answer. what it is, yeah. the answer, right? Yep. So especially if someone was like, were you always this way? Are you always the way right? that you are? You seem like you're doing well. Like, well, but we need to be ready. We need to be ready to give an account. And and I think it's giving credit where credit's due. Like if I gave someone a gift, someone was, was, you know, able to drive people around with a full tank of gas because I paid for their gas, I think it'd be kind of, it'd be good for them and healthy for them to say, for hey, Jonathan, Jonathan paid for my gas. When someone goes, man, you're just driving people around like crazy aren't you amazing aren't you so good aren't you so generous it's like well yeah i would see that person who gives credit where credit is due as somebody with integrity there we go which isn't that a quality everybody wants to be a reputation everybody wants to have as a person of integrity absolutely Yeah, yeah man cool so let's take a look at the the three categories of people in the church that we find um, at related to their self-esteem. All right. Self-esteem, confidence in who God created you to be in that person and, and who God created you to be low self-esteem are the people we feel bad for. And, and partly because they're low self-esteem because we see people with low self-esteem, not having either the ability or the willingness to live a life of fulfillment. And these people with low self-esteem would guard against the tension of having to answer for their own salvation and are embarrassed about themselves to the point where they don't want to share with others about how they're living their life. Mm. So it makes sense. They wouldn't want to talk about Jesus or witness. Mm -hmm. There's the people with mid self-esteem. These are the people we understand. They're confident enough in who they are. They're mature enough in their life where they recognize I don't want to hurt other people. Right. That's not right. how I get my happiness. Yeah. So I'm going to keep my mouth shut until I know how to say it the right way. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to be quick to answer. I'm not going to be, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to have a loose tongue. Yeah. I want to be careful and caring with my words. 
yet we see these people are at mid because they don't quite have the right answer yet. So they're stuck in this place of like, I know what not to do. Man. I'm still searching for what I should do. Yeah. And the people we look up to, the people with high self-esteem or a high confidence in who they are, especially in the area of witnessing, are people who understand what salvation is, have experienced the power of God themselves to the point where they want other people to hear their story of salvation because they want other people to experience the same pleasure of of life that they're experiencing you being happy isn't a detriment to my happiness (laughs) in fact you being happy might cause me to be even happier it should give me faith it should build my faith if you're happy then i can be happy right which leads us to the ultimate answer the ultimate answer for the witnessing topic is Mm -hmm. to share my story of salvation in a way that's a benefit to the hearer. Now, the way I can ensure that is my story of salvation fitting this really cool model of what was my life like before I met Christ? What was my life like when I met Christ? And what was my life like since? That story paired with the correct doctrine of salvation, live by grace through faith, will be a benefit to the person here in the story. Amazing. Thank you, Pastor Joel. Thank you to everyone who's listening. This has been the Music of Life Church podcast. If you have any questions or comments or you'd like to hear a certain topic, please let us know. We will. See you next time.